Hi, this is Julie E.B., a gracefully recovered compulsive overeater, compulsive overeater um, in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Very grateful to be sharing tonight um, on this meeting. Um, um, I am grateful uh, today. Uh, I, uh, my story begins at about mm, probably 12 years old is when I first noticed um, I was compulsive over inland near eating and I just remember looking down at my thighs and thinking that they were fat and I started running which eventually turned to running about um, 100 pounds a week at uh, the height um, and uh, you know I um, had uh, years of suffering in this disease. Um, I've lived uh, gratefully recovered in this disease for six and a half years. I um, um, and uh, I have maintained uh, release of over 125 pounds during that period of time. Uh, and uh, I've done it uh, because of the gifts given to me uh, through the 12 steps um, by finding a power greater than myself to restore me to, huma to humanity and sanity. Um, and so um, I guess in thinking about the focus of my share, um, a lot of my recovery started with the program I came into that helped me work on relationships. And uh, in that program, I discovered that I was living in a lot of pain. Um, and I came to realize uh, because uh, my higher power had led my sponsor uh, in that program was 25 years abstinent in um, a way. And uh, well, 20 years when I met her, because she invited me one time to her to get her 20-year chip at an OA meeting. And although I was uh, carrying over 100 pounds, I went to that meeting at that time, and it never really occurred to me that anything being said at that meeting had anything to do with me. And so I kept trying different things. I tried medically managed programs. I tried um, diets of every type and variety. I spent over $10,000 in my life um, uh, trying to uh, find the answer um, to what I thought was a problem with my weight. Um, but what I came to understand is really a problem with my thinking. And uh, it certainly was uh, uh, difficult to carry the weight. Um, and in fact, by the time I was 42 years old, about 12 years ago now, I was bed bound. Um, I was in a process of slow death. Um, if you've heard me speak before, you know I had Six medical specialists, I had a cardiologist, pulmonologist, neurologist, an OBGYN surgeon, I had a GI surgeon, a spinal surgeon. And um, yeah, I couldn't leave bed. 
without screaming. I couldn't stay in bed without screaming. And um, that wasn't uh, um, that wasn't the easiest um, thing to do. So um, that was a horrible time in my life. Uh, uh, my uh, three kids are young adults now. Um, and one of them is uh, um, 90 days sober, and we were just discussing today um, that what what impressed my family was not uh, when I did get a food plan and abstinence list, uh, but it was that uh, everything about my life changed, um, and I had a lot of um, character defects. Of, uh, that rose out of my own painful um, childhood um, where I would look to other people, places, and things for my care and protection, for reassurance. And um, so uh, I think that um, that was a big part of my story. <laughs> Usually I kind of tell my story kind of smooth, but tonight it feels kind of raw. And I guess it's because of the conversation I had, you know, um, with one of my, um, one of the folks that I, you know, in my family is in a 12-step program um, today. Um, so what happened to me, you know, is that I finally asked, what is this abstinence thing? Um, and uh, went to that meeting uh, that, that my sponsor had brought me to that one time, which became a home meeting. Um, and then I was working with someone for a while, uh, started with a sponsor. Um, she was not uh, abstinent. And um, so uh, there was a lot of confusing messages that I was getting. Um, I finally found a place where people understood me. They had eaten out of trash cans. They had stolen food. Uh, they had hidden food. Uh, they understood what a binge was, what it was to eat everything inside and, and feel sick, uh, what it was to, you know, every form of my disease, uh, uh, whether it's uh, you know, I've never been um, super underweight, but I am definitely compulsive under eaters, you know, restrictor than binger. So that's what I usually call that. But, you know, anorexia, bulimia, um, exercise and diuretics and, and uh, compulsive eater. And um, I, I ate because of my feelings. Um, and uh, so I, so then someone came into the meeting uh, that was a part of a phone meeting called Vision for You uh, that I attend. And uh, I saw something different. She had released also, she had released over 100 pounds. And um, she just looked um, bright eyed. 
uh, warm, friendly, and I just called her for some outreach. She said she would take me through the steps in the big book. And so uh, all she asked was that I have a basic, uh, that I have a food plan, not of my own making, and a basic abstinence. And uh, so I went ahead and um, picked a couple. She explained about, you know, abstinent foods, ingredients, behaviors, and asked that I would be increasingly willing if something else came up. So, you know, I put the big two on the list, the sugar and flour, and uh, began meeting with her uh, first once a week for an hour, reading the big book together and uh, going through the steps. And um, during that process, there were some lines that really caught my attention. Uh, one of them uh, was self-pity stretched around me like quicksand. And uh, I had never thought about um, the way I felt as self-pity um, because I did indeed have a lot of painful things in my life. I like to describe that it was like my nerves were all on the outside and life just seemed to happen to me. Um, and I just always uh, felt like a victim. And there certainly have been things where I was a victim, um, but it was something that um, just dragged me under like quicksand all the time. And of course, quicksand, you can't get yourself out of quicksand. Um, people, you know, how do you get out of quicksand? A lot of people will say, well, you stop moving. Well, if you stop moving, you stop thinking. But you have to have someone else pull you up. And for me, um, making outreach calls, um, using a, an app, you know, where there's over 500 people, that, you know, I can make an outreach call almost any time, you know, of the day, into the evening, into the early morning. Um, and um, and talking to my sponsor, my sponsor um, didn't talk to me too often. She was very, she didn't want me to have a sponsor dependent program. She really wanted me to call other people as well, which was so hard for me at first. Um, but, uh, and still can be hard on certain days. I think no one wants to hear this. Who would I talk to? So, um, yeah, I really, um, <laughs> I really um, learned uh, how to reach out, and um, so I um, went ahead and and uh, went through the steps. And uh, right before the part in the big book where it says the twelve steps that we just read, um, it says we ask for God's care for his, which I would say my higher power, who I choose to call God. We ask for our higher powers, care and protection with complete abandon. And I went there and I was looking up the words, we, everybody, ask to inquire for um, God's care and protection. Care is the provision of everything I need for my health, welfare and maintenance of my condition and protection is prevention from injury and harm. Um, and with complete abandon, and I looked up complete and it meant full. And that was like a spiritual awakening for me. There's just this growing, dawning realization that I never, ever felt full. Food couldn't make me feel full. 
other people, places, and things couldn't make me fulfill my job, didn't my role as mother, my role as spouse, um, even my kitty that's going to start meowing all the time now. Uh, none of these things could could fill me up. And so the first time I ever talked about my story, I called it "When would I be? When will I be full? Physical, emotional, and spiritual hunger." And as I continued through the big book, um, another thing that really caught my attention um, was that um, there's a chapter called "More About Alcoholism," but we read it as "More About Thinking." And "More About Alcoholism" is a chapter about people who put down alcohol and then picked it back up again in their stories. And I was always picking it back up again, and I couldn't figure it out. But it all started with my thinking. I couldn't, I couldn't, my mind was spinning all the time, and I couldn't stop um, thinking. And so, um, so I learned that some of my thinking patterns would move me um, in directions that were traditions like I'm a piece of crap and I'm no good and no one ever is going to care about me and um, there's nothing I can do. And those thinking patterns would then uh, lead me away. I had a big problem with living in reality and my thinking was not um, straight. Um, so, and that would lead me to basically try and rely on my own willpower and on my own strength, and um, it was never enough. And so I would be physically hungry. <laughs> I I did have a gift restored to me after the, eating the same food plan for about a year. There's times that if I'm like a half hour off here or there, that it will actually feel hunger. But for decades of my life, I never felt hunger um, in the physical sense. Um, I I had a desire to to uh, be full, um, and, and I felt empty spiritually and emotionally. So, um, yeah, so moving through the steps, um, another thing I really learned um, about doing the 12 steps that I've been thinking about recently um, is that <laughs> in my world, in my world, I would have emotions uh, first, and then they would lead me, they would shape my thinking and usually spinning, constant thinking. And then I would have actions. And um, now in the 12 steps, what I do um, in recovery is I take the next right action first, and that drives my thinking, which then shapes my emotions. So that's probably a big um, change for me. And it's not always effective on every day. I mean, there's days. Gentle reminder, five minutes. So strong. Thank you. And I try to take the next right action. I guess the last thing that I want to say is that the higher power I discovered, uh, you know, was similar to one that I talked about and found in my particular, uh, had some knowledge of in my practice. but. Uh, but I had grace for everybody except um, I had grace for everyone except um, myself. And so I basically had to learn to talk to myself like I would talk to a friend 
um, to say things um, that I would say to a friend, um, to myself, and to picture a higher power who is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love. And then learning through my amends and my living amends to try and also be a person who's gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. And my whole life has changed and my character has changed. And um, and uh, I still work the steps every day, sometimes two or three hours a day of different uh, pieces of my program. Um, and doing that, it is still less time than um, I spent in the food, feeling bad about being in the food, um, cleaning up messes I made, um, in terms of my emotional and relationship life. So um, it works and it's worth it. And uh, thank you for letting me share.